Have you ever felt like life's to-do list is just too much? Like you're juggling a dozen balls and they're all about to come crashing down? Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. So in today's episode, we're getting real about feeling overwhelmed. And we're gonna break it down, we're gonna make sense of it, and then we're gonna find a way to breathe through it together. So grab your favorite cup of tea, and I'm drinking my stress-free rose and mint blend, and let's talk about it. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Hey there, mom friend. If you're tuning in again, welcome back. I'm so grateful that you decided to spend another episode with me. And if you're new here, I want to give you a great big warm welcome. You've joined a community where we get real about the ups and downs of both homeschooling and life. And today is no exception. But first things first, did you know that we have a supportive community of moms just like you? for you. It is where we share tips, encouragement, and even some laughs. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, then this is the place to be because this month we are doing a 15-minute joy challenge. And I think that that will really be helpful for you as we are talking about overwhelmed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, and I'm saying that because I think it's also funny that I'm trying to do this in the midst of the feeling of overwhelmed. And that can feel overwhelming if I'm just completely honest with you sometimes because I know that I have to fit in another thing. But I'm trying to make sure I prioritize that because it's important. So I hope that I can see you in the community, share all of the details in the community, and I'm creating a 15-minute journal planner. So if you go over there, it will be there, just a way for you to be able to track. And I want to hear if you're doing it. And most importantly, I want to hear how it impacts your homeschooling, your life, your health, your joy, all of that. So now that we've got that out of the way, it's time for our check-in. And how are you doing? I mean, really, because sometimes life gets so busy that we just actually forget to pause and assess how we're feeling. We can know that we are feeling those overwhelming feelings, but we don't really stop to think about, I'm just not doing really great right now. We just, we feel it and then we push through. So I hope that you will take a deep breath and give yourself the grace to be present in this moment. That's what I'm doing for me and I'm praying the same for you. I want you to know that I know exactly how you're feeling because let's be real, I'm overwhelmed too. 
just today I was searching for my phone for the hundredth time. I don't even want to tell you how I walked in with the phone in my hand from my porch time and I went over to help my son and didn't realize that I had laid it on the edge of the chair and then it fell into the creases of the chair. I don't even want to tell you <laughs> how that little thing just, um, it just was not great. And so looking for that phone, thinking about all of the unanswered emails that I have, because I have a lot right now, the papers that I still have to sort through, the bills that I have to pay, and the to-do list that is longer than a CVS receipt. Now, you know that's long. <laughs> when I thought about all that, I kind of felt paralyzed. So can you relate? If you're nodding your head because it feels like that or you felt like that, then let's just take a moment just to break down what it really means to be overwhelmed. And because I am an acronym addict, I created an acronym to really help us understand, to help me understand and process the emotional roller coaster that being overwhelmed can make us feel. And so I want to just quickly go over that. You can write this down so that if you are feeling any of those things, and I really feel like when you're overwhelmed, you're kind of feeling all of them, but I just like having a framework and a thought process to think about specifically how I'm feeling. And so the O is for overloaded. And this is when your plate is more than full. It's really overflowing. The V is for vexed because you're not just puzzled. You're deeply troubled by the chaos. And that is truly how I felt trying to find that phone. And then as you're searching in new places, you always find new things. So, oh, this drawer was messy. Oh, that's why I can't find anything. Because look at this closet. Oh, and my purse. Let's not even get started on the purse. <laughs> and then the E is for exhausted. And that can be physically, emotionally, and mentally drained. The R is for restless, and that's really a constant state of unease and anxiety because you can't just sit down and do whatever it is you're doing because you have so many thoughts about all the things that you have to do. The W is for weighed down, and you feel like you're carrying a heavy burden. Have you ever felt that? Like you just have so many things on your shoulder. I have two major, huge, big projects that I need to get done, two tasks and I feel weighed down by them. And so a lot of times that kind of feeds into everything else, which is why you feel, feel overwhelmed with the other things. The H is for hopeless. You feel like there's no way out of the situation. And sometimes it feels like, I know this summer, I feel like if I can just have a couple of weeks by myself where I'm focusing and getting the things done, then I'll be able to get back on track. But then you have that and you still don't feel like you're able to do that. The E is engulfed and this one to me it feels like you're completely consumed by your tasks and your responsibilities and you know what your tasks and responsibilities are so they could be homeschooling they could be other things but you just feel like they're just all around you think of engulfed like this sea of drowning like you're just in the midst of it the l is for lost because you have a sense of you don't know what to do or where to turn or where to start to get through all of the things that you have to get through. And then the M is maxed out. You're at the end of your rope. 
with no more bandwidth to handle anything else. And that is how I felt. That's how I've been feeling with some of the things that I need to get done. And a lot of times I find for me when there's something huge that I know is going to be a time drain that's going to take take up a lot of my time and have to really spend focused time in that thing. But then I have a bunch of other things that to me is when the overwhelm starts to set in because I start to think about how will I be able to fit this in. This is the emotional cocktail that we're dealing with when we say that we're overwhelmed. And I hope even just by looking at that and starting to put a little more of a context or words around what we mean when we say overwhelm, that that would help us to be able to articulate it well. Because I think that overwhelm can mean different things to different people. And so if we can say, you know, we know we're feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling like that might be what it is, but we can say right now I'm feeling exhausted I'm feeling physically, emotionally, and mentally drained. Then we can think about, now what do I do specifically for exhaustion? Or if I say I'm feeling restless because I just feel like I'm an easy and I have some anxiety about the things that need to get done, then I can address it a little more. If I'm saying, I feel like I'm completely consumed by this task and by the responsibilities that I have, then maybe it can help as we go through some of these steps and some of these actions that can help us. But also I'm really just thinking about how we talk to people about it and hoping that by being able to use some different words to paint a picture about how we're feeling that helps people to be able to support us more. And then it helps us to be able to find what we need and pinpoint specifically how we need to address it. So what do we do? Well, the first thing we want to do is own our feelings. We have to acknowledge that we're feeling overwhelmed. And like I said, we want to focus on what is it I'm feeling overwhelmed, but what is it that I'm feeling overwhelmed with? We can possibly feel all of those feelings, emotions, and things I just talked about in the acronym for overwhelm. Or we can say specifically, this is the one that I resonate with right now. And the reason why it's important for us to own our own feelings is because if we ignore it, it won't go away. It'll just really end up adding to the stress. For me, it is better when I can say, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Why? And I like to ask myself why, you know, reflection's huge, but also I try to see, is there something that I'm causing, I'm doing that's causing this? Should I, or can I take something off of our, off of my plate? So how do we do this? Well, we take a deep breath as always. We say it out loud. We write it down or we even shout it out if we have to. We own it. Yes, get ready to laugh. But sometimes when it is when it's just way too much, I go in my closet and say, I am so overwhelmed right now. God, I need you. I try to end with God, I need you because <laughs> then I can pray about it and really talk to him. But sometimes it's just helpful to say it, to be able to get that out. The next thing we can do is prioritize. And so this is what I am doing. And honestly, even doing this felt a little overwhelming, but I had to list out all of the tasks and the responsibilities that I have. And that overwhelmed me by seeing it, but it was important for me to do that so that I could recognize that A, I can't tackle everything at once and that I'll have to prioritize 
the things that are urgent and important and that need to get done. It helped me to look at deadlines and it helped me to see actually this is a nice to have or a nice to do, but this is not something I'm going to be able to fit in. The next thing we want to do after we have that list is to take some small steps. Break down the task into smaller and manageable tasks. And that is interesting that I had to think about that for myself because that's what I do with my children when they are feeling like something is overwhelming overwhelming for them usually i'll just say okay what's the first thing we can do or let's think about all the steps and let's just do one thing or if we can't think about all the steps let's just do the next thing let's just do this one thing at a time and so i have to remind myself to do that like i have to break down these the tasks that i have into manageable tasks and even though that feels like now there's more things i can say okay I can fit this in in 15 minutes. Oh, that's not going to take that long. Actually, that can happen in 30 seconds or 60 seconds. That can happen before the kids go to bed. That can happen while they're having lunch. It's just easier to tackle the less intimidating task and the simple things. And when we do that, it gives us a sense of accomplishment. And so I believe in small wins and I want to have them. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's really that I'm feeling like I can't win that there are no wins and that I am failing at everything. So instead of saying something like clean the house, which feels overwhelming to me when I see several parts of the, the house that have to be cleaned off, I might say, all right, I am going to pick up the toys in the living room maybe, or I'm gonna pick up the papers and put them in a stack. Or for me, a lot of times if it's a kitchen or a counter or a place that has tops, I'll just go to one space. I'm going to just clean this one space off now. Take 15 minutes to do that. And that's it. And that usually does help me to do one thing at a time. The task that I was mentioning that I have to do, I'm actually going to have to hire some help because it's just too much for me. But that was where when I started to write it all down, say, I can do this, do this. I was like, I can't. I I really can't do this in the midst of my life right now. So I'm going to have to have some support from somewhere else. And looking at it, writing it down and knowing that will help you to be able to do that. The next thing that we want to do, which can sometimes seem really challenging for us, is to seek support. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Today, with the things that were going on, I didn't really know who I could ask for help because there was just so many things. But like I said, as I looked at this task, I was like, all right, so I'm going to need help and it's going to require that I pay someone to do this, but I'm going to have to do it. And so looking at that was helpful. And then even as I voiced to my husband that I was feeling overwhelmed. And I think I just, I said, I'm just exhausted right now. And I'm really at the point of tears. He was at my car and he was like, he was driving his car. We had met up to, to kind of make it a, a switch for something. And he said, um, you want me to pump the gas for you? And I said, absolutely. Little things. It was a tiny little thing, but it was so needed. And I think me saying that I was exhausted and just kind of sitting there was easier for him to kind of step in and help rather than just saying that, you know, I was overwhelmed. Just remember that when you're going through this, you're not alone and it's okay to seek support because there are people who, 
who want to support you. I think that a lot of times why we don't want to do that is we feel guilty and there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of underlying reasons why we feel that guilt, but some of it might be that we don't want to burden other people. And because, especially if it's other moms, we're, we're thinking, well, I've got my life over here that's really overwhelming. I know that she's got her life over there that's overwhelming. I'm certainly not going to put my stuff on her. For me, it has it was always, these are my kids. I'm not going to make anybody think that they have to take care of it. And I had to check myself and say, you know, is there any pride there where I'm feeling like I don't want anybody to think I can't handle doing this? And so that's a little, that's a thing <laughs> that I have to think about. Like when is pride showing up? And then also as homeschooling moms, a lot of times, depending on who we say we're overwhelmed to, you get the answer that, well, why don't you just put them back in school? Like, well, have you thought about putting me in school? It's almost like you asked for this. So don't complain about feeling overwhelmed or solve it by putting them back in school. And so you just don't want to say it. You don't want to tell anybody. We just keep it to ourselves. But as we speak it out loud, I think A, we recognize that we're not alone. And then I think we also realize that it's okay to ask for support. And I think that when more of us start to ask for support, it becomes a normalized way of handling the tasks that we have to handle. So I think as other people see others asking for help as we continue to say, you know, anybody can help, then it just becomes a normal thing that's like, oh, it's in this community or in this setting or where we are, we ask for help. That's just the thing. We don't suffer on our own. So how do we do that? We can delegate tasks. One of my friends, I tell her she's the queen of delegation because she'll be like, come here, you do that thing, you do this thing. And I'm like, I got to learn how to do that. And so that's key to when you write it down to think, what are the things that have to be done by you? And what are the things that you can have someone else do that you can delegate? If you're not sure, ask a friend for advice, ask a spouse for advice, ask somebody who you, you know, feel like they can give you some input about how to go about delegating because sometimes they can see your task and the things you have to do in a different way and they can support you in that and say like, well, have you thought about doing this? It really has been helpful for me. And then finally, you might have to hire some help if you can. And I've just recently done that in another situation and now I'm going to do it in this situation because I recognize that I can continue to be overwhelmed with something that's really not in my zone of genius or that I don't have time for or I can find someone who that's what they do, that's how, that's their area of expertise and they can support me in that. And then finally, letting go of perfection. So the need to be perfect in every single thing that is done can truly and has truly for me been a significant source of stress and overwhelm because the procrastination kicks in because I think well if it can't be perfect then I'm not going to do it and then if I try to do it I might do it that one time but then go back and fix it 15 more times and try to just do it completely perfect and it just never works. Remember that when we strive for perfection, it is really an unattainable standard. And what I've recognized that I am trying to meditate on is that it robs me of the joy 
that is found in life's little imperfections. Because if I'm so paralyzed by the thought of the thing being imperfect, that I don't do it, I don't leave space for the imperfection and the joy and the laughter that comes from that. And I know that I know that I know from personal experience that it can lead to burnout and it takes a toll on our mental health. And so we have to let it go. I am working on that. I And I and actually am doing much better. And I want you to know this podcast is a part of that. For, for a long, long time, I wanted to do a podcast, but... I just thought of all the reasons why I shouldn't, why I didn't have time. Let me wait till this is happening, more to that. And spent a lot of time planning out. Like if you could see the number of episodes <laughs> that have been written before pressing play, but then going back and fixing them. Oh, well, I don't think that's what it is. And trying to come up with the perfect name and trying to make sure that everything was perfect. And even when I started this, finally, after I said, I'm going to do this, spending hours upon hours upon hours trying to make it perfect and then saying okay I'm just gonna do it just let me just go but then spending hours being anxious and thinking about all the mistakes and all of that and I've had to let it go and so I want I wanted to, to share that one to be vulnerable to say I'm not done but to let you know that it's time for us to let it go. We have to let it go to be able to homeschool well, to be able to be a mom well, to be able to be a wife well, to just be able to live well. But how do we do it? Well, first of all, we just have to acknowledge that perfection is an illusion. But the next thing is to celebrate your efforts, not just the outcomes. And that is where you hear I talk about celebrating those wins. That's where that's come out of. Because I have to be able to celebrate the effort that I've put in, not the outcome that has to be perfect. Like I, So a lot of times when I'm thinking about what I'm putting on my list, it's the thing that I'm going to do. Even with my, my children, here are the things we're going to do rather than the outcome. Because a lot of times when the outcome didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out, then I never celebrated the effort and it just kind of was another thing. So now I celebrate the effort. I celebrate the action. The other thing I've learned is that I have to be kind to me, to Inga. You have to be kind to yourself. If you're treating your friends and your family and your children and your spouse better than you're treating yourself, you're doing a disservice to your friends and your family and your children and your spouse. You just are. And then finally, focus on the progress, not the perfection. Focus on you're, you're celebrating your efforts and then you're pro focusing on the progress. And that is what I have to look at and say, all right, so I've got this timeline. I'm trying to get from A to Z. I'm doing this and I'm at B. I'm celebrating at B. Not a huge celebration, but a celebration that says, okay, we're moving. We're going. All right, here we made it to C. Let's keep going. We made it to D. Let's keep going. Oh, and then the momentum builds because you're celebrating those small successes. <laughs> So let's recap. How do we deal with those overwhelming feelings? Well, first we own our feelings. Then we prioritize. We take small steps. We seek support. And we let go of perfection. But there's one more. We take it to Christ. And we leave it there. We're honest with him and we say, I am overwhelmed. I need you to help me through this. We still, I believe, 
that we still have to do our part. So I believe that once we say that, we just don't go and lay down unless we need that rest, but that we take the actions, we do the things, but that we give it to him. We ask him for discernment. We ask him for guidance. We ask him to order our steps. We've talked about a lot today. We talked about owning our feelings, about prioritizing our task, about taking our small steps, about seeking support. And I want to just say that it's okay to be overwhelmed. I had to give myself permission to not feel like I was a horrible mom. I was a horrible homeschooling um, parent. I was a horrible wife. All the things when I feel overwhelmed. I have to remind myself that it's important to own it, but then still rise above it. And the other thing that was so helpful for me that I hope is going to be helpful for you is to remember that you are not alone. We are in this together and we all feel it. And the worst thing we can do is to tell ourselves that when we feel overwhelmed, that we're the only ones who feel it, that we shouldn't be homeschooling, that we shouldn't be doing whatever it is that we're doing, but that when we can tell ourselves others are feeling it, there's something I can do about it. It means I'm human. It may mean I need to change some things, but it means I'm human. It's okay. I pray that if you are feeling overwhelmed, as I have been feeling, that you will take a moment to try one or two of these things, or even all of them, that God will give you peace during this time, that he will give you comfort during this time, and that after you are finished feeling the feeling, that you will do something, even if it's just one thing. Take the next step. And your next step is to join the free community so you can participate in our 15 minutes of joy challenge. And to come back here next time for some more real talk, real solutions, and real connection. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms who get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses under Understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.